This is Boxer. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to record tonight. Yeah, I, just, I like to wait till the new maps come out, you know, give people uh, some idea of how to play. You know, they kind of look at me as a, a mentor, or a yogi, you know. It's, uh, yeah, I'm a pretty big deal. I'm a pretty big deal in the Age of Empire space. You found the podcast. Yeah. The link worked. Good. No, it's not. It's not an anime podcast. Age of Empires. AOE 2. Maybe it auto-corrected when I type it. It's AOE 2. You're looking at it, and it's an anime podcast. It's not an anime. It's not. Hold on. Let me find the link that I sent you. Yeah, AOE podcast. ASAP Weekly. Got a red shield sword on it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I'm the pro- yeah, I'm basically the producer. Pretty much is the uh that's how it is now. I kind of run the I run the thing. Um Lazaro, yeah, his name would be on it. It's probably just paperwork. We got to switch switch it over to Boxer. It's um says he owns it. Yeah. Yeah, it's who knows, you know, it's just this or that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the last episode, June, July 29th. That was ASAP Weekly Summer Special 2023. Don't listen to this. Legend of Zelda. Okay. So July 26th, though, like that was me. July 21st, top 10 anime. There's no way this is, hold on. Uh, it's the Robin Kyle show. No, wait. That's not what it's called anymore. Uh, the RNK show. Yes, it's the RNK. Yeah. It's the, no, it's the Boxer Saint it's show. It'll it'll just become one word at some point. Why is this on? Be... It's, it's just rack. Let's skip ahead. <laughs> into rant. Like I think there's there's that first wave sometimes when people get into anime. And just oh, is he really talking about anime really on my show? So like maybe if yeah. that's the show that gets you into it, and then you're okay with card. Probably throw out and just immediately be like, this oh, is too. Watch that because of how it looks. This is two hours and 40 minutes of anime talk. And Beastars, I think, is more than worth it. They talk about AOV eventually. Right? (laughs) They're still, or two hours. There's called out for that for years. But it it all comes back to, hey. No, you're right. They put two hours and 40 minutes of anime talk on my podcast. So the summer special has to be AOV related. Oh, he put music on it now? Okay. I put music on, and he stepped his game up with some music. Yeah, no, I put music on first. Yeah, I had my own intro song. This. I mean, it's not the worst beat, but mine's a little catchier. It's kind of retro, new wave. This is... uh. Back to the ASAP Weekly. Uh, he took Zelda, it a different way. Of Zelda, Zelda podcast. Uh, my name link is podcast. Link Podcast. My name is Robert or Lazero, and I'm. Nobody knows the difference between Link and Zelda. Nobody's. Nobody's doing that. Joined by map isn't some grand series of revelations. It's just like is that it feels like it allows for a lot more, we'll say, inefficient solutions. Yeah. Fifty uh, percent of the game <laughs> so far. Just. Li- Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to Lazaro. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. We 
quality is important to me. And this looks like there's no way this was intentional. It, he crossed the streams. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. He's got like 12 or 15 uh, shows here. So, you know, he crossed his anime, like anime Zelda podcast with, with the, the boxer saint show. Um, two hours and 40 minutes. That's a, that's a big episode. Okay. No, I'll talk to him. I'll get Lazaro on here. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. That should not have happened. I apologize to you personally for having sent you an anime link. That was not my intention. Um, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything from the viewers. They're probably still in shock. Honestly, uh, this was posted a month ago and I'm sure that they're just, just very confused and distraught is what I would be if I were an active listener of this show. But, um, no, I've got to record, I got to record an actual age of empires episode, but I, I promise you, it's my promise. I'll, I'll talk to Lazaro. We'll get that cleaned up. We'll get that out of there. You shouldn't have to be subjected to that when you're coming for a uh, professional Age of Empires podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, say hello to your mother for me. Yeah. No, that's not how I'm, no. All right. Yeah, and he hung up. This uh, is the biggest flex. <laughs> we have boxer safety. Good reaction by Boxer. And here's the right move from Boxer. In Boxer's favor. Boxer safe. Uh, we've way. got a douche town center scenario. Oh my goodness, I just saw it. This uh, is the biggest flex <laughs> in the decider of a show match. Gonna get CJ with the Castle Age douche. Boxer safe. Boxer. Boxer safe. Boxer. Boxer safe. We have the biggest flex, 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 Dang it, I love that song. That's a good song. That is, there are very few intros on any podcast, ASAP Weekly or otherwise, that that hit that hard. That that song goes harder than it needs to. Well, maybe not, but it goes pretty hard. It could go harder. Welcome back to a real Age of Empires podcast. It was recently brought to my attention that there was some anime, uh, some anime stuff crossed over. I think what happened, if you remember, uh, you know, in the nineties and the two thousands. Sometimes you would get like your neighbor's cable, like the cable lines would get crossed and, you know, you're trying to watch your TV shows, but then law and order comes on and, uh, or maybe your phone lines, you pick up the phone and you used to be able to hear your neighbors talking across the street. Um, I think that's what happened here. There's obviously a mistake cable company or something. The internet wires, the Lazaro had an ethernet cable crossed with mine and, uh, We'll resolve that. So that was not intentional. I don't think, I can't imagine that uh, that, that would have been intentional. Major, major announcement for the ASAP community. 
at the end of this show. I don't want to break it just yet, but uh, major developments in the competitive scene that I think you guys will want to stick around for. Huge, huge stuff. Glad we get to break it here with you first. And then in smaller news, uh, just just some onesie and twosie things to get it out of the way. Age of Empires 4 released an Xbox version over the last few days based off of the Age 2 implementation. And, you know, Relic is their developer. Relic also developed uh, Company of Heroes 3. Co. 3 also has an Xbox console interface. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously they used AOE 2 as the testing ground. More polished game. Want to see how things come together. And now they're releasing it for some of the smaller games like uh, Age of Empires 4. So that's exciting for those folks that they get to have some Xbox players in there. Um, I think we've discussed probably too much how I view the Xbox community. And I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna isolate those guys that are on controller. Um, but I don't I don't think that they would notice even if I started making fun of them again. I think it would go right over their head. They they couldn't handle it. So yeah, age four on console now. Good enough. They also have some new age four sieves. I do want to hang out here for a minute. The Sultan's Ascend is what they're naming the new DLC. The last DLC, I don't know if it had a name, but it was free. This DLC looks like a separate purchasable item in Steam. So I don't think this one will be will be free. Uh, there's You can find it on Steam, the Sultan's Ascend. You would think that there's some Middle Eastern influence here. Um, in fact, it says... Uh, explore new territories, lead armies, and immerse in the rich history of the Middle East. Add the Sultan's Ascend to your wish list. La da da. Uh, but when you look at these sieves, I'm seeing some. Those look like those shields. So if you pull it up, you'll see some knights riding through fire. This is one of the screenshots they've given us. Um, the shields, the bucklers they have, they kind of look like the Malay shield from age two. I don't think this is the Malay sieve. They're actually, uh, it's like Indonesian, Malaysian. So Philippines, Thailand, that's where Malay originated. So I, I don't think that would come in a Middle Eastern uh, DLC. Scrolling on, definitely some Middle Eastern influenced towers. I see a Crusader cross on the back of one of the knights, bottom right-hand side of screenshot number three that I'm looking at. So that could be exciting. Yeah, it looks like looks like these are more English, European towers inside this castle. And then on the castle walls, it's Middle Eastern. So I had mentioned somebody earlier, Kingdom of Jerusalem, maybe. Hospital or Knights, something like that. Uh, I'm getting that vibe from that Crusader-looking cape this guy's wearing. That's about all I can tell from that. Next photo, number four. People have been talking Japanese 
there are some cherry blossoms, cherry blossom trees out there. Very, even though this is a Middle Eastern DLC, this is very, um, very Asian specific looking models. It's like a samurai looking guy with like a, like a bun, a samurai bun. Um, these spears might shout like a Yari to me. I'm seeing robes on the villagers. Yeah, they're channeling. They're definitely channeling some Japanese energy here. I wouldn't mind seeing Japanese in age four. Some samurai uh, hand cannons for once. Oh, Japanese have hand cannons, my bad. In age two. Right? Am I losing my mind? Hold on. And yeah, they got hand cannons, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese would be cool. I don't know how they'd fit into the Middle East. Um, maybe Silk Road or something, like Silk Road trade. I, I kind of think that goes more through India and China, though. But whatever. If they can shoehorn in Japanese, I don't hate it. Uh, screenshot number five. This just looks like the French. Is that not Notre Dame? Notre Dame. That's telling me nothing. I get nothing from this. Screenshot number six looks a little more HRE. And I think that's the HRE symbol, right? There's like a, it's the Teutons. That's, that's the symbol of the H2 Teutons on the Black Shields. I wonder if they're bringing the Teutons to the H4. That that fits in with the Crusader concept. So a couple couple Middle Eastern, um, Saracen, Mamluk type civilizations, maybe pre-Ottoman, and and then bring in some European Crusader kingdoms. And then randomly Japanese. I don't know why. Uh, so that's 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 it. That's age four. We'll move on. This is an age two podcast. I'm gonna put a lot of content on here that's not age two. That would be that would be wild. Uh, but here's something fun I found while looking at this uh, Sultan's Ascend. Did you guys know there's an Age of Empires code of conduct? I bet you did not. Well, good thing for you. We're going to go through it together. I haven't even looked at it. This is, I'll have Lazaro put the link in for you guys, but maybe just like ageofempires.com slash code of conduct or, or Google Age of Empires code of conduct, and you'll, you'll get right there. This is from World's Edge. Yeah, they're obviously related with age. I don't know how. At World's Edge, we pride ourselves on telling the stories of civilizations all throughout history and throughout the world. We have our global community in mind when we build games. We're honored to have such a welcoming, friendly, and fair community of players. Building that community means trusting each other to embrace certain values that make all the Age of Empires games and social spaces safe, welcoming places to engage. You encounter behavior that does not help build a welcoming space for all players, report it. Uh, we may take enforcement actions to uphold these values. I've personally been 
chat band uh, by these folks. So I can I can say they sometimes do stuff, uh, but only once. I've only been chat banned once. This code of conduct clarifies the standards for the Age of Empires games and spaces by using your Microsoft account to play Age of Empires games and its associated online services. You agreed to abide by this code. Uh, there's a loophole here. If you use your Steam account to play, I don't think you're bound by this. So if you ever get in a bind, pull that one out, okay? Don't use Microsoft account. Use a Steam account. And within the Steam, you can sign into Microsoft, I think. So you got to sign out. Do that right now. Don't get held to this. Don't get caught in the red tape. We welcome new players. That's value number one. Or code of conduct, code one. We welcome new players. New players are always discovering Age of Empires, which means our games have players of all skill levels. Isn't that the truth? While competition on the battlefield can be fierce, depending on your elo. That's my own addition. Harassment or abuse of others is unacceptable. There needs to be a quote here, unless you're trushing or Persian douching. Uh, is there anything else that's toxic? Arena. I think you can harass and abuse players. Uh, if you're on Arena, Nomad, pretty abusive, Black Forest. So I think there's a couple There's a couple of amendments they need. When meeting a new player, take the time to make them feel welcome. That's kind of open-ended. That's kind of open-ended because I'll tell you, if you put me in a game with a new player, I'm going to make them feel real welcome real quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them what we're doing. I'm going to show them how we play this game. Uh, Take the time to make them feel welcome. Absolutely. I'll do exactly that. Exactly that. Show me a new player and uh, I'll give them the box you're saying welcome. Welcome to the game. Welcome to Earth. Just right in the face. So yeah, well, we welcome new players. We build an inclusive community. The Age of Empires franchise celebrates stories from civilizations all over the world and our players come from every corner of the map as well. We learn from each other and celebrate our differences. Our team's mission is to create safe spaces for players to meet, uh, game, discuss, engage, prejudice against someone because of their gender, race, age, sexuality, nationality, ethnicity, or disability will not be tolerated. Yeah, and that one's fair. I can't really go hard on that one. Um, that's that's fine. I l make fun of people for how bad they are at the game, not for where they live. Yeah. Unless it's Canada. I feel like Canada gets a pass on that one. We can make fun of Canadians. All right. We play fair and respect each other. We play together and engage in respectful behavior. This one's highlighted, I think. Did I highlight that? Remove highlight. Okay, that was me. That's not me. They did not highlight it. We play together and engage in respectful behavior even while competing. For example, saying good game or GG after a competitive match. Yeah, Okay. Nice suggestion. Engaging in behaviors to purposefully undermine matches goes against the spirit of the game. It's debatable. This can include, but is not limited to, repeatedly quitting a match early. Okay, it's frustrating, I guess. Sending excessive in-game taunts or tampering with the game. This does not necessarily apply to various in-game strategies. For example, tower rushing, which are part of the competitive nature of the work games. Even they knew tower rushing is toxic. They know trushing is toxic. They put it in and they're like, okay, we know, we know it's not good. We know it's not nice, but like 
he can tower rush, but you have to say good game. Okay. You got to say GG because that's how we're respectful. He can tower rush, even though it's disrespectful. That is hilarious that they brought in Trush as an actual example of something that, uh, that might not be respectful, but is part of the game. That's good. We play fair and respect each other. Okay. We keep each other safe. We want all players from all backgrounds to feel safe in our games. Uh, being it be a force for good in game and on the age platforms, caution another player if their behavior does not adhere to the Xbox standards or this code. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm cautioning you guys. This is the code of conduct. Internalize this and take uh, every line serious. Um, this is that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it right now for you, making you guys safe. Uh, we encourage players to report behavior that impacts safety uh, and enjoyment of the game. Except trushing. Don't report trushing, even if it makes you not enjoy the game. How can I help the Age of Empires become a welcoming place? I kind of feel like we're out of the code of conduct here. Oh, these are just re links to report players. Cool. What are the consequences of breaking this code of conduct? Good. Players found to be violating the Xbox community standards or this code of conduct are subject to enforcement action. Action. The type of enforcement action is based on the type, frequency, and nature of the violation. If we take enforcement action, then you may forfeit the ability to play the game. Information about in-game bans can be found here. Let's look up H2 in-game bans. All right, H2, you can get banned for inappropriate content, griefing, cheating, inactivity, or verbal abuse. Moderators review this stuff. If an account is banned, then a countdown of the ban will show up on the menu screen. I can verify that. The length of the ban depends on the type of report. While most bans are temporary, we may permanently ban access to chat, multiplayer services, or game access due to a severe violation, repeated negative behaviors, including forfeiture of content licenses, and a bunch of other things. So that's fair. I mean, that's, I don't know what I expected. They're not going to call the police, but they will kick you off the game. Anyway, I found that today. I thought that was interesting that we have a code of conduct. I've never, I've never seen the code of conduct, but it's there. You have been warned. Do not, do not let that happen to you. Do not, don't, don't break those rules. Next up, everybody's favorite segment. This is, this is why you guys tune in, I think. You want to hear my thoughts on the current ranked map pool. I know. You've 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 thought about playing some ranked and then you back down because you're like, I haven't heard what Boxer would do on these maps. So I'm just gonna wait it out. Wait till the podcast drops, see what's going on. Well, you're good. I'm here. One v one maps. We have seven. Seven maps, Arabia, Arena, Mega Random, standard maps. Those are there all the time. You then have Fortress. Fortress has been in the map pool for a long time. I don't know why. Ban it. I'm not even going into it. Islands, water map, hybrid. Not terrible. You want to pick the right sieves, but mostly you want to ban it. You get three bans, ban that one. Hideout. 
uh, Arena's little brother. You guys have seen Hideout forever. You can get away with some trushes. You can get away with Men at Arms. You can get away with Fast Castle. Uh, if you're if you do it right, you so you can do feudal. You can do Fast Castle. Whatever you want to do, just commit, commit hard, or use your third ban and ban it. And then finally, African clearing. We've had African clearing for a while now, and I kind of like it. Pro tip: saw this in Hera's tournament today, maybe yesterday, but I've also been using this tip myself last time we had African clearing because of uh, just me being a genius and pro mindset Chinese are amazing on African clearing here's why normally Chinese start you build a house bring the boys in and start taking a sheep and then you get loom immediately because you know you got the extra veils but less food you have no food and then even after all that, you're still going to have 25 to 30 seconds of idle time. So you start three extra vills, you lose one from idle time. You're really just, best case, you get a two-vill lead. African clearing, if you build on a pond, you can you build with three vills. Once the TC's up, three more show up, and you can put all six of them on fish. Go ahead and click loom. And by the time loom's done, you've got food for another vill. So you don't have to have that 25 seconds idle time. Uh, in fact, you have zero idle time. So you have a legit three-vill lead, maybe two vills through most of Feudal. But once the other guy clicks Loom, now you're back to a three-vill lead. And uh, you can sustain that. Anybody can sustain that with Chinese. In addition, just great EcoCiv. They've tried to nerf it. I don't think they... I think they should roll it back. It was like a useless nerf, but... Whatever. Great eco-sieve, broad tech tree. Uh, you can open scouts. You can transition into farms with the extra farms food because the hunt and the fish are going to run out pretty quick. So I think Chinese, an amazing sieve for African clearing. Give that a shot. You can go camels if the other dude's going knights. You can go archers if you need to. You can do anything you want with the Chinese. And African clearing kind of levels it, makes it very easy for everybody to pick it up. Um, that's the only map I really want to go over. Find, drop your TC on one or two ponds, preferably with a gold nearby or a stone, and then also try to be 10 to 15 tiles away from the edge wood lines. That way you get a little bit of protection and your folks aren't walking 30 tiles to get wood. And you're not taking those small wood lines around the TC. That's it. My bands. What am I banning right now? Boxer Saints coming to ranked. What does my bands look like? One fortress. I'm not playing fortress. Banning that. Two islands. Get islands out of here. I don't want to see it. Tired of seeing islands. Third band. Either arena or hideout. And probably arena. But to be honest, if I want some easy elo, I'll leave arena open. I'll destroy anybody with monks. You know, if you're 1700 or below, I think I could take you with, with monks. If you're 1600 or below, I'm, I'm beating you with monks, hands down. There's nothing you can do. You're not going to see it coming. I'm going to destroy you. So if I want some free low, some free elo, I'll take arena. I'll put arena on there. But 
not trying to get free elo. I want to earn it. Banning arena, banning fortress, banning islands. We'll favor Arabia. And we'll dare somebody to go mega random hideout or African clearing. Chinese on African clearing. We'll play some jazz on hideout. And then mega random. Whatever. Chinese, Mongols, Britons. And and most of all, we'll leave a random open. I'll pick a sieve, but I'm leaving random open. You leave random open too. Leave random open. Let's play like men. Let's not play like Frank's pickers or Mongols pickers. Let's play like men. That's how the men play. And that that obviously applies for ladies. That goes without saying. Team team games. Team game maps. Oh, you get four bands. There's so much. This is a trash. This is a potato pool. Arabia Arena. Standard. That's going to be there. Fortress is here in team games. Kind of plays like Arena. It doesn't make that much of a difference at this point. Um, 1v1s. Fortress can be annoying. Teams. It's just whatever. Black Forest. Some of you guys like it. Feel bad for you. It's it's a disgusting map. Don't like it. Banning it. Coastal is out. Kind of like Nomad. You know, Nomad looking map without the Nomad. It's hybrid. Unfortunately, on team game maps, they love to slam these hybrid maps in here. You don't have enough bands to avoid them. We might end up leaving Coastal Fortress. Or Coastal. It's just Coastal, right? Where did I get Coastal Fortress from? Yeah, it's just coastal. So yeah, might end up leaving coastal open. Team Islands, not as cool as Migration. But again, all these hybrid maps. Nomad can be awful in team games, but it's there. Golden Pit. Mm, it's a pretty snowball-y map. Whoever gets that middle gold usually... Like that's that's tough. That's tough to come back from losing the middle gold. Um, and then Michi is an auto, an auto ban. Michi is worse than Black Forest. I, I don't know who keeps voting for Michi. If if you're voting for Michi, there's just karma's coming around for you. I I hope you go to the DMV and get stuck there all day. If you voted for Michi, that's what I'm looking for you. Just go to the DMV and get stuck. And and then when it is your turn to to turn in your ticket and get whatever your driver's license renewed, I I hope that they go on lunch. Absolutely. Okay. So what are we what are we banning? I'm not even gonna give you guys any strategies here. I'm just giving you like meta like macro strategies. How to how to play team games right now. Um Michi gets banned. Black Forest gets banned. Nomad is a maybe. Team Islands is a maybe. Coastal is a maybe. Probably higher than Nomad, though. I think you've got to leave an arena and fortress. They're a little more tolerable in team games because you get friends to help, but... Yeah... For me, I'm getting rid of Nomad. I'm getting rid of Team Islands. And if Coastal and Fortress act up, then we're getting 
we're pulling Nomad out. We're putting Nomad in, and and we're benching Coastal or Fortress. Um, same thing with Golden Pit. I got my eyes on Golden Pit. We got a couple of Golden Pit games in a row. I'm banning Golden Pit, and we're gonna open up Nomad. I might even open up Michi. If Nomad really, really gets him out crawl, I'll bring Michi out. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to do some Michi if we have to. If I got a long night, you know, we're just we're just starting out. I got two hours left. I'll I'll throw down on some Michi if we have to. It's basically it's basically Amazon tunnel with a with a little bit of work. A little bit of work to get to you. Watch out for the Khmer guys. They're gonna cut through. They, they don't know what else to do. So that's where I'm at. Open Arabia, open arena, open fortress, open golden pit, open coastal. Man, I do not. This is a good, this is a good map pool to play one v ones. If you and your and your team spend one to crack open the ones, do it now. This is a good one to just miss to just pass pass on team games. What a what a map pool. I I put out on Reddit, and I still stand by it, and I got a lot of agreement from the people. Um, a lot of upvotes. Uh, so more than I, more than I would expect, honestly. A surprisingly, surprisingly high number of of upvotes. I I think you should have to pass. I th I think an Elo ranking. You should have to pass an Elo ranking before you can vote on map pools, like something like a twelve fifty, eleven fifty, maybe even one k. That or you need to have played this is my lowest threshold you need to have played like two to five 1v1 games or two to five team games in in the last 30 days in order to vote on that map pool so if you want to vote on ones you need to have played two to five 1v1 games if you want to vote on teams you need to play two to five team games in the last 30 days if you haven't done that, you should not be voting. I I think there's a conspiracy of non-ranked players who log in to play uh, the William Wallace campaign on on medium skill, medium AI, and they just they go in and they look at the maps on the on the ranked vote, and they're just like boom, 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 all the terrible maps. And I think they do it. I think there's there's probably like a, a private subreddit where they coordinate and they're like, Hey bro, I heard Michi is terrible for the team game players. We, we all vote Michi this week. Okay. That'll show them. That'll show them to be better than us at this game. We've been playing this since day one, you know, lobby, lobby games. There's a bunch of lobby game guys, lobby games and campaign game game guys. And they're, they're voting us, uh, into the ground. It's really, I think that's what's going on. I'd like to see the numbers, but that's that's got to be why we keep getting Black Forest, Fortresses, you know, Coastal, Team Islands. That's what's going on. Yeah, I mark that down. Whenever that conspiracy gets looked into, in fact, I'm going to report that. Where's the reporting? We just said code of conduct, right? That's probably... An offensible offense. 
I'm putting that in. I'll report that after this. We'll solve this. We're going to take care of. You're welcome, guys. Uh, we're I got new topic. We're done. We're done with the. See, I had the game up. I'm not even showing you maps. Uh, we're we're moving on. I told you what to do on these map pools. Play ones. Boxer, what have you been up to lately? I know. You're all wondering what strategies am I developing? What's going on in my in my science lab of Age of Empires? What's what skills? Am I working on? I'll tell you. Right now, we're working on men at arms. Um, I've I've worked on the French Drush. I'm pretty comfortable executing that. Obviously, I'm good with scouts. I'm good with archers. I'm good with knights. I can get expo. I can get siege. So we're working on some openings. The French Drush is nice. I like having it. Um, I haven't really done a lot of pre-mill drushing. I've heard it's it's out of out of favor too too expensive not enough return but i'll tell you what really messes me up a good minute arms hit that's been crushing me lately so i'm brushing up on my minute arms whenever i get hit hard with minute arms i go back and i'll watch that replay see what that guy did when's he placing things what does his transition economy look like when he's going up to feudal uh, when does he move out with the minute arms or militia before they become minute arms and then also, is he pushing deer? Is he scouting me? Does he scout me and then go back and push a deer? Like, what's what's he doing? So looking at all those things, I want to make sure I, if he really gets those men in arms into my eco, I want to see what he's doing. Um, obviously, the natural response to men in arms is going to be an archery range. But what's interesting to me and what I'm working on in particular, if you hit the men in arms after they've dropped a stable for scouts because you ought to be coming up later than them. You know, scouts are going to come up at 18, 19 pop, maybe 20 men at arms is going to be a 20, 21, 22 pop uptime. So they're going to have that stable down. Um, they're going to drop it like 30 seconds or a minute before you arrive. Scout the stable. And I really want to bring in a spear. I haven't been bringing in a spear. Um, Scouts first men at arms doesn't go well for the scouts. It really, you're going to kill probably two scouts and you're going to injure the other one. So it really warts their scout rush. They're going to have to build those numbers back up and it'll take them a minute. So you got time to wall. You can wall behind it. But I'll tell you what, the engagements I've had, if I had a spear with me, I think I kill all those scouts and I keep going into the eco. I keep driving into the eco and then I force that guy to drop a range. Get on gold, you know, come deal with me. In the meantime, I could be bringing up my own archers, my own skirms, um, whatever I want to do. I think best case, you use the men in arms to keep them off gold. They're going to have to go skirms and you could fight skirms with men in arms. Um, two, two things with this. The sieve I've been working on this with is mostly Malay. I had this theory that Malay could have a crazy fast uptime, like 20 pop up and then Malay goes up, you know, 66% faster to feudal time to feudal all the ages really, but 66% faster in feudal that gives you two vills worth 
of of time on the TC. So if I'm going up at 20 pop Malay, that's actually going to be at 18 pop timing for everybody else. So if you go up at 18 pop, I build two more vills and then click up as Malay, we're going to get to feudal at the same time. Just some math. If that, just trust me. If you haven't seen that, if you haven't worked on Malay, you can trust me. The math is is undeniable. So that was my thought. Go up 20 pop, technically 18 for everybody else, and get archers out. That's 18 pop archers with 20 pop, uh, 20 pop eco. I still got to work on that. I, I think I know where I'm messing up. The problem is if you wait to set up your transition eco until after you click up, you only have 33% of the time to gather res. So what that amounts to is you don't have the wood you need for ranges or for archers. You don't have the gold you need for archers. You don't have the wood you need for a blacksmith. So I think what you have to do maybe, I'm still thinking... Maybe you go up on 21 pop, but you start your transition economy at 18 or 19 pop. You know, bring five more to wood, bring two to gold, and then just try to have everybody else on, which isn't going to be a lot. It's going to be like four or five bills. Have the rest of them on food and hope you get to 500 food so you can click up. I don't know. That's long, long story short, I have not had the super fast Malay work, but delaying Malay going up at 23, 24 pop, which is 21, 22 for everybody else. Pretty standard archer build, maybe one late, but that's been really smooth. And I got a good eco. I can start massing archers early. Um, really enjoying it in team games. The other thing with men at arms with Malay, Malay now get free infantry armor in every age. So your men at arms show up with plus one, plus one automatically. It's just instantly there. That's huge. That makes them a little tougher against villagers, a little harder to get rid of. Um, not quite Romans level, but you get the armor instantly and for free. So it's like, uh, it's like a uh, great value Romans, you know, the Walmart brand. So cheap, cheap Romans. Uh, the second thing to consider there with that armor, if you're going archers, you get into castle and you maybe you're massing pikes because you see the guys going a lot of knights and you just want to make sure you got some pikes there. You got to research the pike upgrade. You got to build the spears, but those spears now have plus two, plus two automatically. And that's what makes Roman pikes so tough is they get that extra armor. Now, of course, fully upgraded Roman pikes in castle are plus four, plus four which is crazy. Um, but most pikes that you're going to face are at best plus one in castle. You know, if, if the guy had the ego to add that feudal armor, but mostly I bet if you start looking, especially lower elos, um, those pikes don't have any armor. They're just sitting there kind of scaring you. That's why, that's why Hera commented a few months ago that, um, early castle, 
Knights counter early Castle Pikes. And I agree. But maybe not with Malay. Having that extra armor immediately gives you just a little bit more staying power, which means you're doing just a little bit more damage, which is bonus damage. Maybe one or two more swings on a knight. And um, combined with your archers you've been massing since feudal, Malay Pikes are baller. So men-at-arms into archers into archer pike. Pretty good. Uh, and don't forget the the final transition. You transition into karambits. You know, you start seeing some skirms out there. Mass karambits, cheap, fast. Uh, you get to imp. You can mash mass trash handers. That's what I'm calling them now. That's probably not something I made up, but uh, trash handers. They get two-handed swordsmen only for food once they get their unique tech. So, and of course, those guys, free armor. They're, what is that, plus three, plus four is the final final armor. Um, plus three melee, plus four piercing. So those trash handers can can run in and, and do some work, and they're cheap. You can mass them fast, get the farms out there. But, yeah, that's where I'm at with Malay. Malay feels real smooth. Real smooth archer transition, real smooth karambit and trash handers. Um, there's the eco's something you got to get used to just because you want to go up two vills later. Don't try to push it. Don't try to bring it forward. The castle transition is also hard from feudal to castle. You kind of need to do your transition a little earlier, um, especially if you're switching from archers into knights or something or from one range into two or three ranges you really have to be careful. Um, a lot of times people will go 10 villagers on stone when they click castle in order to have a castle to go up. Um, that's not going to work either because you go up so fast. You're gonna only, only going to have like 300 stone by the time you hit castle. So be aware of that. Be careful with Malay. But uh, I like working on the on the weird sieves. I like having that. I like having that in my toolbox if I need to. Again, we're we're playing random, right? We're professionals. We're good at this game. We're clicking random. Our opponents, if they're good, they're clicking random. And you might run into Malay. You might run into Chinese. Have these weird builds already underneath you. Uh, the rest of the sieves, the builds are the same. So you memorize archers, you memorize scouts, and then you memorize a Malay and a Chinese. Boom. Four builds. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's weird. Probably not to that degree. Uh, so yeah, lock those in. Lock those in. And that's that's what I've been working on. That's that's the strategy. That's the the ebb and the flow, kind of behind the curtain. What you guys want to see. Finally, major news in the competitive environment. Major news for me, honestly. Um, I broke. 1500 I we did it you know we our friend Duke Canada we had a, a friendly little not a race not a competition just like hey let's 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 tighten the belts let's drop the team games let's try to get let's try to get to 1500 and we did it for a little bit went back to team games not, neither one of us made it and then you know I'm just playing around with his men at arm stuff playing some games here or there uh, letting people get in on the team games while I'm setting out and 
you know, one thing led to another. You look up and you're 1,500. You lose a couple games, you win a couple games, boom, 1,500. Uh, it felt it felt nice, you know. We're, we're in with the sharks. We're swimming. We're swimming with sharks and wolves. These are these are legit competitors in the 1500s. I've I've been paired with a a 2k 2k3 2.3k blah blah blah. I've been paired with a 2.3k in tournaments and took them to an hour hour and a half game. You know I lose. They've got a slight edge being that high up, but um, but yeah, we at this elo, you know the game. You know it's just. You, you kind of telegraph your jab a little bit and they can dodge faster. It's fine. We'll get there. We just got to work on the basics, work on the minute arms, get a better understanding of the sieves. And it's only a matter of time. We're, we're going for 2K. We're going for top 10. Um, the, the Viper will be strategizing against the Saint soon. If he's not already, he's probably looking. Anyway, what were we talking about? Viper? Yeah. He's probably watching me. You know these guys, they keep an eye on the rosters. They're looking for, for, for rocket ships that are coming up fast behind them. And, uh, you know, he's probably seen me. Uh, he wants to know, what am I doing? What am I saying? That's why I'm playing so many different sieves. I don't want to get up there. And then Hera and Viper, they pull, they pull my profile. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. He picks Franks every time. I've got him. I'm going Gujaras. You know, I want him to look at my profile and just not know what to do. You know, never seen a player like this. Just, just rocket ship straight up. So, uh, it's all strategy. It's all above the board. The game above the game. You guys. Uh, you might, some of you might understand what's going on. So that's the big news, big, big news in the competitive scene. The saints coming up 1500 new, uh, new record. I've, I probably got there faster than, than most players just sheer, maybe not length of time, but just time put into the game. Um, remarkably, remarkably fast improvement. Everybody's everybody's telling me that. Finally, we'll close out with some other minor competitive news. Hera is hosting a unique style tournament. It's I don't know anything else about it except that it's a best of twenty one that set. Like multiple sets, best of twenty one. So these guys are playing, you know, one set across two days. And uh, seeing who's the first one to eleven wins, Tato and Le- Tato and Viper was amazing. Like down to game twenty one, they played all twenty one games. It was Tato had an early lead, probably got up like six to two or something on Viper, and then Viper came back in the second half and evened it up nine to nine, took ten to nine. Uh, Tato came back. And one game twenty to make it ten ten, and I I won't spoil the last game, but it was Vipers Khmer versus Tato's Saracens. Saracens was a lower pick in Tato's draft. Khmer was like top 
five, maybe in uh top six in Viper's draft. So you think you favor Viper there just based on, um, does say Saracens? No. Tattle had Celts, but Viper did have Kamara, but same thing. Celts was a low pick for Tattle. Uh, they were on Haboob. Really good, really good match. Uh, Hera casted it. I think Dave casted it for sure. I watched it on Dave's channel. Um, go back and watch that set. At least watch that last game, but the whole set was good. Um, who else? I saw Hera playing Vinchester today, I believe. Or Leary. Is anybody else just Vinchester and Leary are just the same person in their mind? I, I know, I know they're different. I know Vinchester's Russian and Leary is something Europe, Netherlands, Norway, maybe Germany. I don't, I don't know what Larry is somewhere over there, but when they're playing, they kind of look the same physically, right? Like they're, they just have similar facial structures. I know they're separate. Uh, and, and I know Leary is Hera's best bud. They're on AM together. Vichester is not part of AM, but they're both similar play styles. Archer heavy, solid top five, but not top three guys. Um, top three when they're playing great, but top 10 when they're playing average. I don't know. It's going to mixed up. That being said, I don't exactly remember who Harris playing today, Finchester or Leary, but yeah, this is some kind of an invitational he's running. He's got some crowdfunded money for it. And 20, 21 different maps. That's that's something that I, I think went unsaid here. So you see these guys play a lot of different sieves on a lot of different maps. Going back to Malay, they use Malay on hybrid maps a lot. That's not unexpected. Malay is a huge water sieve in addition to just their their land power. But yeah, you kind of get to get in their in their brains, guess about what sieve they're gonna use on what map, think through the matchups, and uh it really is them pulling all of their all of their skills together at once. You, you get that a little bit in, in Red Bull when they're playing best of fives and best of sevens. There's a map draft. There's a sieve draft. But really best of 21, you've got to use all the sieves. Um, it looks like there's one ban. I don't know, I, I don't know if they like agree on a ban. I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool tournament. Keep your eyes on that. I know T is doing some Titans League work. Um, it feels like maybe that's early in the Titans League season. I don't even know if he's into like the main league yet. I think he's in the, like the league before the main league, just getting people qualified for the for the main. So uh, he's kind of got like some relegation, um, relegation and promotion type concept going on in that in the Titans league. And that's cool to watch. See guys that are on the cusp of, of both leagues and just, I just see how they do gives you some nice underdogs to root for. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we'll shut things down. 
I'm hearing the ladder is calling me. I just feel it drawing me in. And there's guys out there, you know, playing 14, 1500 that need to be humbled. I got to go retire some people. So this has been fun. We'll get Lazaro back at some point. Um, me and him, we keep missing each other. Just, uh, you know, strangers in the night. But one day he's free, I'm not. And then I'm free, he's not. And uh, we'll bring it. We'll bring it back together. I'd love to hear your feedback on how the show's going without Lazaro. I'd like that, um, or with, with or without. Just how how's it feel? How's the format? How's the content? Is this enough competition for you? Do you want to see more of my mental process of how I play a game? Uh, do you want to see this? live on Twitch. I'm still planning a Twitch a Twitch comeback. It's got to be right, you know. You, you can't you can't halfway that. I really want to do it right. So we've revamped the studio. We've got a lot more graphics. We've got some uh some transitions. We've done some some microphone work as you can tell. It's a lot of impressive stuff going on here and and when we come back to Twitch, we'll do it right. We'll do it in the right way. So you can you can count on that one. But yeah, outside of that, this has been fun. We'll see you guys in September. Have the nice rest of your August. Enjoy some games. Good game. Good night. Good luck.